goes out to all you Ravagers and Outriders, Novacor and Crane, and even all you Sovereign out there. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. You are a plot that doesn't matter. You just asked me to read into the motivations. <laughs> I asked if you were okay with the lack of, of context of the motivations. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm fine with it. I'm sorry, I misconstrued the question. Broadcasting live from the Cygnus constellation, uh, floating above Zen La. I, I just we, we should probably be quiet. Why? Like Galactus was around here, man. Have you seen the ears on that guy? Like humongous. Yeah. But I mean, like Malekith said, you never dip in the same river twice. He's not going to come back here. Wait, no, he didn't. He, like, he, like. He like left. He yeah. didn't destroy the world. Like, oh, 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 oh. So he can come back here. Totes, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, unless like the silvery dude shows up. You know, yeah, but I mean, I mean, think about it. This place is dope. I mean, I mean, look down there right now. No, no disease. No poverty. No hardship. You get a projector built into your abs. What? What more could you ask for from a planet? It's very zen. You know, I want to be a Teletubby. So do I. Who doesn't? Who, who doesn't want the, the, their origin story projected onto their stomach? I, everything that we've already seen for the last like hour replayed yeah. on a stomach. Oh. That's, that's my idea of the best time. The best that's, time. That's, that's what I want to do Could you every imagine day. watching Avengers Infinity War on, on your stomach? On my own stomach, it'd be a little bit awkward. Yeah. I feel like I'd be watching on it upside down. Stomach, on somebody else's like stomach, then? somebody else's stomach. If I were to watch it on yours, and, and you were to watch, watch it on, on mine. Your... Right, we'd just be staring at each other for long periods of time, which I already do, so. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, have another broadcast. Welcome to Sanctuary One Radio, broadcasting from the largest ship in the galaxy, Sanctuary One. Uh, coming at you. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, I hope everyone who is out there, uh, whether you are... Uh, one of those freaky sovereign guys, or maybe you're some ravagers hanging around, sitting back and relaxing. Thank you for listening uh, to shooting us. some b-ball outside of the school. <laughs> I don't think they know what that means. They might ravagers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, shooting some ravagers are worldly dudes or universally universally worldly dudes. Yes. Either way, uh, thank you for scholarly. Listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, this uh, time around, we need to talk about a very specific adventure. Uh, an adventure that uh, is near and dear to... No, not that. Uh, <laughs> an the adventure to, uh, uh, that a lot of us uh, were wondering whether or not we were going to get a second go-round. Uh, it turns out we did. And you will get the chance to hear our opinions today. But don't forget... You can always email the show, sanctuary1radio at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash sanctuary1radio. Uh, and we can go ahead and answer your questions because we'll have a lot of questions to potentially answer going in through the next uh, month or so as we get into the dog days of summer waiting for the next Avengers film to come out. But before we get into that, let's talk about this. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this bounty hunter that's been on the radar recently uh wade wilson i mean i've heard some stuff about him but he's deathstroke right yeah deathstroke is it which wait which one is that no that's slade slade that's wilson, slade wilson. Oh. wade wilson is uh uh Death. A, a superhero Death. reject in a clown costume yeah oh deadpool yeah deadpool deadpool is that, that the green sense. guy Oh, uh, with the CG suit? Yeah. They look yeah. so much alike. Yeah, they look a lot they do alike. They look relatively... They look familiar. One, one looks like... Five years younger? Yeah, 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 around, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. That one looks so like... there is about, an age difference. I think yeah. so. 
The other one looks like a you know radioactive Sharpay bit Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> looks like uh looks like an avocado went and fucked another avocado like, uh, like just a revenge just a revenge <laughs> <laughs> a topographical map of, of utah, utah got fucked by somebody or whatever i can't remember what it was anymore ah I'm killing myself i love that but exchange. yes yes uh it looks like the inside of another person's asshole <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that moment when you're watching Doctor Strange and there's the scene where everything outside the window is frozen. You look at the TV and you think it's broken. <laughs> you're like, Did somebody pause it? Did you pause this film? Uh, uh, we're talking about Deadpool 2. Captain Deadpool. Deadpool 2. Let us start, as always, by figuring out what everyone across the galaxy has to say about Deadpool 2. Uh, and then we'll tell you the opinions that matter, which are ours. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> These are. All opinions are valid. Um, I just don't want to hear most of them. <laughs> uh, let's start with the, uh, I'm on the site here. Uh, yes, we have access to the internet out here in space, contrary to popular. I mean, belief. come on. It's, you know. It's, I mean, it is the we're most not illustrious ship in the planet. I There's, mean, we're not savage. Well, I mean, we are savages, but we're, we're not like. I mean, it's, we're it's not gotten savages. better since AT&T bought DirecTV, but. I Correct. Mean, yeah, I know. This is, it's, even out here, we have issues. I mean, before it was like, can you hear me now? You know, and this is like reception anywhere. Uh, ultimately, uh, Deadpool 2 is in very familiar territory. With the original Deadpool, it's got a 66 out of 100 on Metacritic. Uh, the highest review comes from Michael O'Sullivan at the Washington Post, who says, Far from lazy, it is a fairly brilliant send-up of comic book action movies, as well, uh, as, well as also being an excellent example of one. Um, the lowest review, that isn't like some asshole's take on a review. On a review. Could we read this one in a Casey Kasem voice? And he writes. <laughs> <laughs> it's too long for me to stick a with pretty, A pretty pesky poltergeist. A pretty pesky poltergeist. Uh, the New York Times, A.O. Scott says, there's something ever so slightly dishonest about this character. Something false about the boundaries drawn around his sadism and his rage. Deadpool 2 dabbles in ugliness and transgression, but takes no real creative risks. Um, um, I, I'm going to say I disagree with, with that, definitely. Ouch. It, ouch, but I, I disagree with that. Uh, I would say the most accurate... Um, is uh is actually from <sighs> I would probably say the most accurate is a combination of these two reviews. John Nugent from Empire wrote funnier, filthier, and damn entertaining. Deadpool 2 leaves no stone un un deconstructed. The naughty man child of the X-Men universe who manages to beat them at their own game. I thought you were going to say unmolested. Unmolested, no. Uh, but the film stages, uh, uh, Jared Mobrak said, it still works. Maybe not as well, since the element of shock and awe can't be put back into its bottle, but anyone who enjoyed Wilson's transformation into a bullet-hole-riddled leotard that can't shut up should have just as much fun as they did before. Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is probably the most accurate review of the film. Uh, and they gave it a 67. Out of a hundred, so I mean, it's relatively accurate to, yeah, to yeah, yeah. what the overall uh, of the review boards has said. Mm -hmm. um, so let's start with kind of our overarching thought process of the film. The film mm -hmm. has been out for coming up on two weeks now, three weeks mm -hmm. coming up. It was la May fifth, fourteenth. So Something I like guess that. two weeks ago. So about two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was the week before Han Solo, wasn't it? Was it? Was Han Solo in this a week apart? I think so. I, I think you're right. A... May 17th. We can yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So we're coming up on two mm. weeks. Got real. Again, we, we get the fandom and the fervor kind of out of the way. We've been able to sit on this for a little bit. Han Solo we, we saw recently, so we're kind of sitting on that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but... Let's talk about let's talk about Deadpool. Uh, your initial thoughts now that we've had some time to sit on it. What do you guys think? Um, funny, uh, definitely laugh out loud moments. Um, uh, there were certain things that uh, that I did not like exceptionally well. Uh, however, I like the fact that they did those things. Like yeah. it's weird. Like 
me personally for for certain things that they did I, I i wasn't a fan of but i was a fan that they did it they 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 fooled us uh and i was a fan that that they put so much effort in into that yeah in a in a in a place where we had so lack of spoilers for like infinity war yeah. and where it's so easy to know the ending of a movie or what's going to happen in a movie um they we didn't know what was going to happen to certain characters and i liked that necessarily what happened to some of those characters i wasn't a fan of but i mean that's that's my opinion i i genuinely enjoyed the movie um i feel a lot of people that give it a bad rap um fell for the trap and the trap is the plot uh just just as much in deadpool one the plots the plot's not the important part if you fall into the, if you fall into the trap, you're like, I didn't like the kid. Who cares about the kid? The kid's a, and I. This is one of the few times I'll say this. The plot doesn't matter, really. It's, yeah. It's it's merely to get to the next joke, and if the jokes weren't incredibly funny, <laughs> that would not work. Yeah. Yes. Um. Every everything. See, and you know me. I'm not. A, I'm not a guy that goes. I want plot. I want plot. There was enough of a story there. Um but I knew not to become invested in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Which, which I think people watch the first one and the, it didn't even bother to try to get you invested in the plot. It was, it was making fun of it the entire time. The, I, I want to get my girlfriend back, but I can't because I need to kill people. I want to get my yeah. face back. <laughs> um, that, that was, they made fun of that. And then this movie, they didn't. And it seemed like the plot mattered more but there's points where it's just completely irrelevant. Like a dude abandons his wife and child for a dude who wants to die. Yeah. No, like there's points where it makes fun of that. And then Deadpool gets his time travel thing and then makes like, doesn't give it to him so he can go back to his kids and kids and wife. He goes and does his own thing, does his own thing. Right. Cause it, it essentially you do it like prop said, and you're not looking at it. Uh, for the plot and you're you look at it for Deadpool and you want to know what he does next just because you want to see how hilarious or funny it's going to be that's why it does not matter I think it is like a like a very long episode of Family Guy and it even does the same kind of jokes where a joke just goes on so long that it becomes uncomfortable yeah and then it keeps going to the point it's funny again yes like yes. The, 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 the the infamous baby legs <laughs> like it starts off it starts off you're like ah oh, that's funny and then it just keeps going on and then it starts to get uncomfortable and then he stands up and he's walking around and you see it dangle and you're like <laughs> then it gets funny again. Yeah. Like there's He's there's, doing it. Right? It's the the skin knee of Peter when he falls down on the sidewalk and he's yeah, like that. Ah. And after like the sixth time it stops being funny and then he just keeps going and then yeah. it kind of enters a funny realm again. Yeah. Um which can be kind of tough for people. Like either some people get that and then some people don't. Although but um, I appreciate it. I did love how Josh Brolin played a great straight man uh, throughout the whole movie. So basically just the serious dude literally coming back in time to save people, including his wife and child uh, serious the whole time, uh, which allowed a lot of the humor to, you know, him to the humor to bounce off of him and, and it to be funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Brolin did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, I do love that he played um, two time travel uh, anti-heroes. Yeah. Within a month of one another. Not a lot of diversity. <laughs> hey. Pretty easy characters one, if you're doing one. You could do one looked one was purple and one looked like an old dude with a metal arm. Yeah. I'm just saying that's diversity. That's, a, that's diversity. One one was obviously not Caucasian. Yeah. And one was. Um, but obviously suffering from some kind of techno-organic virus. Yeah. Obviously. Um I do I will say they made it very ambiguous as to whether um well they didn't even dress it to be honest, whether uh cable was even a mutant. Right, they never showed him using it was any power. All about technology yep. uh, and the stuff that he had, which I mean, in the comics, Fine. pretty much that's all he ever needs to use. Yeah, use. Um, oh, what did you think? I uh, so I'm in a weird, I'm in a weird minority. Uh, I, I walked into the theater 
sat there for 10 minutes and said, I love this film. I left the theater with about 10 minutes, uh, with, with 10 minutes left. I'm sitting in the theater and I went, I really don't care for this film. And I've never and, done that before and with a movie. What was it a roller coaster or just like, no, up and down it was a progressive, just, it was just progressive thing. It, yeah. it, the first act of this film, I've never laughed harder in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything in the first act of this film is hilarious. Gotcha. Most of the film is hilarious. But it just it was just kind of downhill to the point. And, and to be honest, most likely if I watch it again, I'll have the same feeling because this is the exact feeling I have with Deadpool 1. Deadpool 1 is hilarious. Uh, but eventually I just get to a point where I'm like, okay, all right. And then I just leave the theater and that's the end of it. This is not a bad film. The only reason I feel this way is because I like a certain type of superhero film. Mm-hmm. It's to your point. There are people who love Simpsons who don't like Family Guy because Family Guy is the endless barrage of humor, right? I'm very indifferent to Family Guy. I'll watch it. It's there. But it's not really something I over-the-top care for. Uh, and this is kind of the same way. The humor, it's one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. But it is just not my cup of tea when it comes to superhero movies. So, like, I was just like, meh, okay, that was fine. I, All right. I enjoyed it. But I, I, admittedly, I do fall in the trap of plot is a very big deal for me, uh, even when it doesn't matter. Because I felt, to your point, this movie put elements of the plot at the forefront, more than the previous film did. Yeah. Uh, it puts elements of the plot at the forefront. So this is more of like, a, the, I want to have my cake and eat it too. I want to put elements of the plot that matter in areas that they matter, but I also want to have jokes that show that they don't matter, right? So, like, the kid is uh, an example that I've brought up before. I like the kid as a plot device. I don't like the kid as a humor device. Uh, And those are two completely different things uh, when it comes to the character being portrayed in the film. As a plot device for Cable, I love it. As a humor device... There were maybe only one. There was maybe only one time that I laughed, and that was in the prison cell when they're <laughs> talking about his uh, uh, his prison, prison pocket, his, prison prison wallet, his prison wallet. Yeah, uh, that made me laugh out loud. But there was nothing else that happened. I've had a few people hand funny. me something and be like, "You might want to clean that." It was in it was in my prison wallet, uh, and yeah. it's made me vomit in my mouth a few times. But yeah. no, yeah, I I I agree. I don't I don't I didn't find the kid that funny. Um, and you're right. As a plot device, he definitely worked. You know, yeah, I think because and, and that was only because I believed in, in Brolin's motivation. Mm-hmm. That allows the kid to kind of be this thing. The other thing is, I didn't. I uh, when I got to the end of the film, I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it yet. There's this moment. No, spoil away, man. Oh, like it's relatively we're di- recent. We're discussing Deadpool. If I you're know. watching this, if you're watching this and you haven't seen it, sucks to suck. The way I'll word it is this. There's a, there's a moment that happens at the end of the film where the kid kind of has this change of heart. But it's actually like the third change of heart he's had in the film. And I like, I was just like, eh. Like, at that point, I really didn't care about the character anymore. I just It was irrelevant to me. But because he's somewhat the centerpiece of it, it makes it a very difficult boat to keep afloat for people who are already on the fence. For people who are sold on the humor, guess what? You got more humor and you're in fantastic shape. Uh, this film is hilarious. For for people like myself who are into this nice mixture, the first film was completely okay with the plot really kind of being, eh? <laughs> like Deadpool's whole motivation is just finding Ajax. Yeah, I mean it's it's it. it was basically like really basic. Uh, it was it was super. I mean, boy boy meets girl. It. Boy loses girl. You know. Boy yeah. becomes a mutant. Um, boy attempts to kill yeah. other, other guy. Movies. And Ryan Reynolds has said, like, this movie's budget is much larger, and he wants to go to a smaller budget. So I'd be interested was, to see how different it would be. It scales back. Yeah. Um, I mean, we even talked about it originally. In the in the first movie, Ajax is an asshole with powers. Yeah. And that's okay. That's like, absolutely He's, he's okay. completely designed to be that. He, we don't... Ajax's only motivation that we're shown in that movie is greed. Yeah. That's it. 
other than that, and I'm pretty sure with powers like his, he could find better ways to make money, but apparently yeah. selling mutants is the only thing he can think to do. And I think, um, I, I, and Amy brought this up, and I was surprised that she brought it up when we were leaving the theater together. And she said, I laughed a lot, but I've never, uh, one of the reasons I don't like the film is there isn't a villain. And I think that's a, it's a tough thing to, I don't know how I feel about that, because what you're selling me on is that the villain is the kid, and if I don't like the kid, I'm, I don't well, like I'd, the villain. I, again, I think we're we're superimposing our expectations for a superhero movie. No, you're absolutely they're, right. I'm not denying yeah. that. The, in that movie, there is no villain. Yeah, there, I there mean, is there's, none. There's but, a villain of convenience, but I don't think he's the actual villain. But I think I think to the point yeah. of there was a, a niche audience that loved Deadpool because they knew what Deadpool was. And then it brought in new people who were like, hey, this is kind of refreshing for a superhero film to not be what my expectation is. Yeah, to be the anti-hero superhero that, film. I think yeah. that doesn't change the fact that there are a lot of people who still walk in, like Amy, for example, who love superhero films. And it's a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow. I would much rather take, and we've said it, there's no section in our old Venn diagram for not a villain. <laughs> There's a section for a fucktard with powers, and that's okay. There's a section for a quality villain. And then there's a section for really terrible villains. But there's no section that's acceptable that we even thought of that was, well, there's no villain at all. And that's a tough pill to swallow for people who are in the middle, not on the edges, not like people like you who walked in and were just like, oh, that's amazing. Or people like me who feel a certain way. But I think it's people who are in the middle who are just like, I didn't have anything to direct a certain feeling towards. So all I felt was humor, which is fine. But for me, I've never paid money for a comedy. That's just one thing I've never paid money to go into the theater to see. And that's what I went and saw. I went and saw a comedy. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it had well, an action comedy. An action comedy. With yeah, comic yeah, yeah, book yeah. elements in it. That's but like people would, who, could, could we go so far as to say buddy comedy? <laughs> uh, close. A little bit, yeah. yeah it is close a... towards the end. Although there was, it was a trio. It wasn't really but there were some amazing highlights in this. Like, I don't, wa I don't want people to think I don't like the film. It's just the feeling that I left the theater with but it is truly one of the funniest movies I've oh ever mo watched. most certainly one thing i i, I do want to talk about uh, and obviously we don't want to get into too much of what it is yeah. but the the twist the uh having to deal with x-force um, oh yeah, yeah 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 so that was one of the things where and it could be because um i'm attached to either the actors that played these characters or the characters themselves um you know, I was more looking for more. Uh, oh, they as, Iron as, Man threw as, the shit out of you, out of me, they? yeah. And, <laughs> I, and as as and they and, Iron Man threw the shit out of and you, and that's as a fan. That's as a fan, right? That's as a fan. Yes, Where, yes, yes. As a person looking at it from the outside, though, I completely understand it, and I think it was hilarious, and it was, it was really. They they pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes. I think that was great, but at the same point, just part of me was like, oh, but no. Hey, I I'm not gonna. I think we can go spoilerish because this this will be coming out like a month after the movie's been out. What will this episode? Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, spoiler away, man. So so, so the X Force so dies hold on, so, hard. Hold on. Uh, uh, short pause so that I can take that snippet out yeah. and then we'll yeah, yeah. okay okay but so, spoiler so, alert X-Force dies hard yeah, like so, hard like you they're introduced they go on mission and they immediately die immediately like, die so okay so you know what's funny and I think I think this is where I kind of cross over between character and actor right yeah. so the character of Zeit, Zeitgeist I didn't care about at all the character of the Vanisher didn't care about at all um, yeah Zeitgeist. Who's Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist was the um, the Skarsgård brother that it, was the acid. Oh, that spit the thing. Yeah, I but uh, it, that's who it um, it's the um, it's uh, the guy who played it, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah. the um, but uh, Bedlam and Shatterstar. Now Shatterstar, I'm I'm attached to the character because he was an X Force mainstay. Was terrible. He was terrible, and Shatterstar but that's was intentionally terrible. That's how they portrayed him. Yeah. But uh, the actor, uh, the actor of Terry Crews. I oh, love yeah. the yeah. actor. Like I, I watch. I'll be honest. I'm a fan of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Glad they renewed. That's oh, great. Yeah. 
Well, um, I'm glad NBC bought them. I am, yeah, I'm, but I am a big fan of Terry Crews, yeah. and he seems like such a genuinely nice guy. Oh, he is. And they did nice. interviews with him, and they were like, hey, like, we, they literally filmed, they were just like, yeah, they threw a bunch of stunt dudes at us, and we, we fought it out, and they filmed it, just to fool everyone, yeah. which I thought was fantastic. But I really like Terry Crews, and I'm really mad that they got rid of his character yeah. uh, so quickly. Though they were performing CBR, he may have left. Uh, though Shatterstar no, definitely no, did not. There are a lot of people who did <laughs> in this scenario. Uh, I, I, I will say this. I would much rather have what happened to X-Force than what happened to Iron Man 3. True. I'd much rather. <laughs> I like both. If you're so. going to rip the Band-Aid off, just rip the fucking Band-Aid off. Just let, like, like don't toy around and try to play with my soul and do this. I'm, no. Just rip the bandaid off. It's fine. It's okay. It's all I mean, right. They they made they made it so you didn't like Shatterstar, uh, which <laughs> which helped. Which helped. Um, also, Vanisher has one of the greatest can like half a second cameo. That's one of the ever. greatest. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Blink and you will miss it. Cameos. Uh, I think so. There was rumor of reshoots on the film, uh, because there were certain characters that didn't get enough time. Uh, Domino was absolutely wonderful in this film oh I, my god I, yes i've she never seen that actress in anything highlights yeah um apparently she apparently she's in it she's in atlanta is yes she? um and i i've never watched atlanta but i hear it's amazing Atlanta's a wonderful show. um i love it i hear it's amazing but she did amazingly in this role which when you think about it when you think of domino and her power set uh you know uh as she puts it being lucky uh how hard it could be to maybe uh, as an actor, you know, um, get behind something like that and be able to feel like you're portraying it correctly. Um, I'll, give, I'll give you that. She never seemed like she was afraid. Beats. She Jazzy was, she, she was always just kind of okay with everything that was happening because she knew it would work out in the end for her. Yeah. And she portrayed it very well. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, uh, I have to say that, uh, I like how they they flipped the the kind of character design around, like nowhere in um, in the comic book. I mean, like you don't. She's not defined by her race in the comic yeah. books, and I thought that was good. I think having more characters like that that you know you can you can fudge around with and move around like that and be a little bit more fluid with uh, their their film interpretations. I'm all for that. I, I was completely fine with Agreed. how they how they did her in the in the in the movie like yeah not she was the White highlight skin. of this film oh my god yes uh, Domino was fantastic <laughs> shut it Black Black Widow <laughs> every time this yeah I apparent so apparently the film has been a little hot water because of some of the there are some stark stereotypes like really uh like the Black Black Widow for example is one. Uh, there's another line about Domino. I can't quite remember what it is. Uh, Coming under fire. Yeah, it's, uh, there's there's a little bit of uh, uh, quote unquote backlash. It's not very strong because I just thought the film was funny. Yeah, and that, um, I don't think it was ever anything very serious or meant to be taken in a derogatory context, way. Like if you've never seen the first film, you're in for a rude awakening. Oh yeah, yeah, you have no idea what you're about to get punched in the face with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't don't see Deadpool two first. Yeah. That's, <laughs> also, you're gonna have a bad time. According to Deadpool, never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> um, that was a surprise twist that I liked as well. That was. Yeah, uh, I, I do like Holy that in the moment. Shit balls! It's the juggernaut. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I think watching it, <laughs> watching to it, listening to it in the credits is so much better because you have nothing. You have to listen to it. You have no choice. There's nothing visually taking your mind away yeah. from it. There is no ending post credit scene for any like for if you're watching this and you're and you want spoilers. There's no post post credit scene, but there it, you just just ending that movie with that audio is super wonderful. worth it. Oh, but it has probably definitely. one of the best mid, mid credit scenes ever. It fixes everything wrong with uh, Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, they, so I'm interested to see how much. Uh, and 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 this gets to a very specific question how how much further Deadpool can truly go because they acknowledged a lot of things that they didn't acknowledge in the first film in terms of how much they wanted to do real world 
commentary. Kind right? of breaking the fourth wall. To, the yeah. point, to that point, remember when we were watching the original Deadpool and you brought up to me, hey, the ship they fight on kind of looks like a helicarrier for Bond. Yeah. So it, it was, was super ambiguous in terms of what it was willing to acknowledge in the outside realm of its own universe. It still broke the fourth wall, but they didn't mention DC very often. They didn't mention Green Lantern. They didn't mention a lot of those things. Uh, they didn't directly mention. Like, he may say, hey, don't give me a suit and don't make it CG. Yeah, yeah so don't, don't make it green. There's yeah, jokes that it, like, roundabout poke fun at them. They you're name right. drop the DC universe. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're, you're so dark. Sure, you're not from the DC universe? universe? They, uh, they, uh, they, they do what I thought the first Deadpool film should have done in the way it started. Uh, one of the things that Brian and I like to do when we're when we're bored at work is we like to we like to think of like script concepts and like the way films should start. I always felt that the original Deadpool should have started with the death of Deadpool from X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> That's how I felt that movie should have started. Well, uh, the the only problem is they've established this Deadpool exists because of the time changes from uh, Days of Future Past. Correct. So this this movie on this movie only exists because of that. That Deadpool doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it never happened. Yeah. So he couldn't have. I, I'm still trying to figure out how he time traveled to there because it didn't happen on his timeline anymore. Maybe so he, he had can also go to in alternate timelines. I don't know. My I guess he would have to have traveled back in time before they changed the Days events of Future, Days Pass of Future Past, and then time traveled forward along the timeline before the changes they made. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's kind of like driving off an exit. You can't keep going forward. You have to go backwards and then go forward again. It's but it's a, uh, it's did a they tough sell. did they ever in either of the Deadpool movies um, did they ever establish that he knows Wolverine? Like actually, uh, like knows Wolverine outside of breaking the fourth wall. Not that no. I know of. No, this okay. is all fourth wall breaking. Ryan Reynolds has said he would he would pay Hugh Jackman so much money. Oh yeah, he said to come he, back and be loaded. He said he keeps asking and he keeps getting no. Yeah, one of us is excited for this. Yeah, uh, I and, keep talking to him about it, but only one of us is. excited. And I keep my fingers crossed. I'm glad the old Logan from X Men Origins showed up, but I I want a Hugh Jackman cameo in a movie. I um, really do. <laughs> well, we kind of, we kind of, we got a, a little, um, musical. Yeah. You got one uh, in the beginning. Uh, music box. That moment a... is so good. I kind of want to preserve it for people. It's so good. From the studio that killed Wolverine. Yeah. Like it's really uh, the, the beginning part of that film is so good. I, I do tell people, this is like, it starts off, oddly enough, it starts off very Infinity War-esque. It hits the ground running and someone dies in like the first five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Like somebody important dies in like the first five minutes. Yeah. And you're like, and it's, uh, in Infinity War, we didn't get a chance to recover from that. It was just kind of like, boom, more stuff's happening. In this movie, the credits actually make fun of our reaction to that. Yeah. Like, you're sitting there like, did that just actually happen? Yeah. And then the <laughs> credits start off with, did that just actually happen? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what the, right. Now, now talking about that though, there have been some articles that I've been reading that, um, so there's a thing known as fridging and that is, uh, the, um, oh. either, either killing or, or harm of a superhero's significant other to motivate them on their journey. Yes. Uh, and it's named after, uh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Rayner, uh, uh, coincidentally a Green Lantern, whose girlfriend was, <laughs> was stuffed into a fridge yeah. uh, by a villain named Major Red Force. Force Major yeah. Force, literally his name. Um, oh, so there have been God, some the DC universe, right? There's Marvel's just as bad. So, know, so there's for been the <laughs> so there's been some some talk about that. Uh, and so I was interested to see what you guys thought. Now, obviously, the mid credits un undo it, un undo the death. I don't. I I agree with. It. I didn't really think about it, but now when you put it in context, I can kind of see where you might have a problem with that. Like it does open up with, "Hey, emotional moment. We're gonna have kids, and yeah. I'm dying. I'm dead. Boom." I um, think I I would I would feel more. 
I would lean more towards having an issue with Fridging in this film if I saw less of her character. Right. It's, like if she was if she was just boom dead, never saw her again in the movie. Or it's just her motivation. But there are these scenes. Or if they flash back to her scenes earlier, like if yeah. they did a whole bunch of flashback scenes. In this instance, there's we had those weird... we had that de- those weird death scenes, which I'm which I'm fine with because it furthered the plot to a degree. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. Like, Wait, if... did those scenes come up every time Deadpool quote unquote died? Yeah. Yes. Every time he was in a near death situation. I appreciate those scenes a little more now. Oh yeah, it was yeah. just that, a near death experience. The theory is that that Deadpool goes through constant near death experiences. And that's what he sees every time he does it. That's what he sees every time that happens. Which has been established in the comic books, and Wolverine sees something similar. That he goes to this weird kind of realm place. Um, Wolverine doesn't remember them. And he's always going to get pulled out of them. Wolverine actually fights a manifestation of death. Yeah. Every time. And then he comes back. So they've established that they go someplace. Because he he always wins. Right. Um, Yeah. um, But they get yanked out. Wolverine doesn't remember it. I appreciate those scenes a little more now. Because I was watching it, and I was just like, I don't, I don't get. Yeah, it. I, for my take on it, like the way I see it is, um, I don't think her, like obviously her death has an effect on him, but sh- that death doesn't motivate the whole entire plot. It's kind of like what she says to him, and and uh, and what what they talk about. Obviously, the kids being the future, and blah 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 blah. That's his motivation. You have to change your view or something. Yeah, you have to, you, you know, basically like... Change the way you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. And well, she says your heart's not in the right place. Heart's not in the right place. So like what she says and how he views that kid, that's the motivation there. So if she had still been alive and somehow he had still gotten in that situation, there's very likely it could have turned out the exact same way. You want, uh, But see, I my issue with that is that humor dilutes that point. Because yeah. when when she kept saying your heart is not in the right place, my expectation, which was almost true, was that at the end of the film, when Cable shoots him, he wasn't going to die because his heart was literally somewhere else in his body. That was my <laughs> expectation of that line. So regardless of the emotional resonance of it, I'm expecting that line to be nothing but bullshit. Well, that's what I mean. Like that, I re- that, that would have actually. I actually and so, wish, like whatever serious notion behind. I it wish is it there, was a trap. It's yeah, it's, it's a trap. It doesn't, but it, but it's not so much a trap because it's the movie attempting to be serious, but me not believing in the seriousness of the line because I'm expecting humor. Right. So it's the flip side of it because. It, it, like in, in terms of the trap that you were talking about earlier, like the movie is being funny and saying, no, the plot doesn't matter. In this instance, it's the line is serious, but my expectation is that it's not. Right. It's, so like there's a flip in the trap. It's tricking you. Yeah. It's, it, well, it's attempting to. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't just, think of that at all. I was. Yeah, I just was thought like it a, was being silly. It was. I thought it was attempting to be serious, which they were gonna immediately start making fun of, which they did. So yeah, after he got um, out. So let's talk about the juggernaut. Yes. Uh, definitely redemption of the character. Holy shit, boss! Right. Um, uh, um, CG CG portrayal of motion capture was done by Ryan Reynolds. And the voice, voice voice was done by Ryan Reynolds. Actually, it might have only been the voice and the facial uh, capture. Yeah, I don't think he I did don't the think that the motions. physical was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I really loved it. Um, they did some nods to him being Professor X's uh, brother. Finally, finally. Uh, you wear that helmet because you're to keep your brother from reading your mind. Yeah, but he's in a wheelchair, so we're even. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the scene with Deadpool in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair, and then can we, can, couldn't Fox have spared any money for any bigger name X Men? And then they all close the door. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, they said they filmed that a few times, a few different ways. Apparently, yeah, nice. Where they were just kind of there in the background the, trying to hide. Also, the, the I would have appreciated if that was like multiple times, <laughs> if like multiple instances through the film, like you see somebody poke their head out of the X Mansion and go, uh. Uh-uh. And close the or door. Or even real if quick. it's like out in out in public, <laughs> like Nightcrawler just walks by. Not, not even like, like I'm trying to think of like characters that just kind of stay there. Like if Ellen Page is Kitty Pride, it was like right. she walks through a wall. What he and the Juggernaut are fighting, and she just goes nope and just walks, <laughs> like, constantly just, trying to hide from Deadpool because they don't want to deal with him. She just walks in, sees um, Colossus shoving the uh, the electric thing up Jugg- Juggernaut's Juggernaut's butt. Yeah. 
It's like, and it goes. Someone drives by in a car, and it's somebody, and they look, and they go, "Yeah, no, nah, no." Nah. Quicksilver runs up real quick, just runs away. Yeah, like it's just those small moments, like in the environment, where like proof that, like, yeah, the X Men exist, and they're just like living their life, but thoroughly avoiding Wade Wilson as much as possible. <laughs> and Except for Colossus, and Colossus is the only one, and that, uh, Negasonic. He, yeah. he is the only one that believes in him. <laughs> um, Yukio being in it and being a mutant, I thought was kind of was interesting. I did love the hi Yukio. <laughs> Every single part. Yeah, uh, that was fine. Every single time he's just like waving. Every si- hi. Hi Yukio. <laughs> hi Deadpool. Or hi Wade. Hi, hi Wade. Hi Wade. Uh, <laughs> beautiful moments. You um, can you can literally for some reason I can hear him smiling uh, while he's. Hi, Yukio. <laughs> I'm going to flash back to last week's episode uh, with when we were talking about Thor. Yeah. Uh, at what point are we going to have enough with metal arms? <laughs> I mean, Temple brings that up in the movie when he's just, when yeah. he's th- when he talks about uh, when he says he's from the future and he's like, I have a couple of questions. At what point are we going to say we have had enough with metal arms? Yeah. So, so you know what's funny is a few articles that I've been I've read about Deadpool and they were like characters they got right, characters they got wrong, and uh, one of their main gripes was that Colossus is not metal all the time. Uh, and, and it could be because that character, as he is in the movie, doesn't like the, a person does not exist. It's called a budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they so they wanted somebody to be. They wanted to see Colossus without the metal on him. Yes. Yeah, they wanted to see him as an actual that person. Colossus's ability is he. I don't. Know, I don't know if you've read some of the comic well. books, but there are periods of time where he he, well, stays he literally metal couldn't. Yeah, he right, couldn't for transform. long periods of time. Um, but that was their take on it, uh, and they are they were like, oh, Colossus wouldn't be wouldn't be like laying in his bed covering his ears while Wade has the, the you know the I, iPhone playing the music outside and I was like it's yeah it's done for humor yeah I think <laughs> uh, I think the the only character and it's not even a character that got wrong the only character that I think this is the second film is Negasonic Teenage Warhead like that I like and I want more of they refuse to give me it. Yeah, no, right. I agree. I, I would have. I love their exchange in the first movie, I did, and yeah. I like the the tiny moments we got in this one. But I agree with you. I, I was I expecting more, more of her, and I didn't get it. And I'm just <laughs> like, she's so good. What, she's what, so funny. It's it's what was great was they took they couldn't get they wanted a different character. Yeah, and Marvel was like, no. <laughs> Well, I like they just flipped through names and they were like, they were like, what do we have? What do we have the owning property to? Like, what names can we use in our movie? And they saw Negasonic Teenage Warhead and they were like, that character, I don't, that one. Yeah, we don't care care what what her powers are. We'll fix them. Uh, And they did. They changed her powers, but I don't care. She's a good character. (laughs) Can we switch names? (laughs) Uh, Cool. (laughs) Uh, The one thing I I do want to ask with this film is that I want I want to go back and talk about cable for a moment. Yeah. Um, because the, uh, how okay are you with the motivation provided with Cable's backstory with a little bit of a lack of context? Remember, superhero films are very used to kind of spoon feeding you a mm-hmm. lot of things. And I know, like, does does it matter that we don't really have a knowledgeable name to the face of the villain that killed Cable's family. So this is what I get from what I've seen. All right. From, so when I look at Cable and his motivation, I get that a terrorist that he's been after, uh, you know, I mean, and you, and you get this through the, through the movie a terrorist he's been after said, where can I hit Cable and hit him hard? And that was going to be at home and killed people that he cared about. We don't know if it's his kids, his niece, whoever. I know it's his wife and daughter. That's what he says in the film. Eventually, but in the Eventually, beginning, but in the yeah, beginning yeah, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We All know we know is we, that people was, he cares. Apparently, was, people he cares about. It was someone died. he cared, cared, cared about, right? So, so we get that much. We got that motivation. Now, is that good enough motivation to go turn to, to to go Terminator and like go back in time and kill him? Well, apparently, he killed a lot more than just his than his family. Exactly, exactly. This is someone and he's then, been on kind of chasing for a while. My question is, here's my question cuz you know whether or not it's motive good enough motivation is okay, if this was always an option, 
why didn't he do it sooner? Did he only do it because he killed his wife and child? Why didn't he do it when he killed the first hundred people he killed? You know, uh, so that's that's where I kind of am like, uh, yeah, I, and it's it's comic books. Who the, that's what who the so, hell knows? Are, so are you OK with the lack of context? Maybe the, I mean, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him. Who yeah, knows? maybe he was on the fence about it. And he was just like, yeah, man, I have this thing. I've got two shots. I can go and I can come back. What gets me is um, why he thinks uh, his family would still be there when he went back to the future. Because if that guy didn't, although where's young Cable at this point? Because if that kid grows up to be an adult, Cable's older than him, arguably in that scene, which means young Cable is in the past somewhere, somewhere running around. But let's let's time travel. Let's let's just say there's no young Cable there. But um, he met his wife. They had kids. The thing, the the events that caused him to have his kid would be different because the person wouldn't existed to influence events. So even like that's like e- saying like a, a butterfly it, effect type thing, like similar. But I mean, like even on a minute scale, if a different spermatozoan got to that egg because he went in at a different angle randomly, that kid's going to look different. The what kids. the fuck are we talking about right so now? So he's he's saying he's saying that if Cable <laughs> changed the past as much as he did, how does he know that his wife? How does he know the woman he's married to is going to be the wife he remembers, or the child that he had is going to be the same child that he had when he goes back to the future? Let's say let's say all the events conspire to the fact that they have sex at the exact same day at the exact same time, right when she's ovulating the exact same way. Despite what, is the, what does this have things. to do with the terrorists that came in and blew up his family, though? But no, I'm, what I'm saying is is that anybody who tra- travels through time should understand the consequences thereof. And he's like, well, I'll go back in time. I'll go back forward in time and I'll go back and be with my family. He might not remember his own daughter. Like it might be a son this time. Think back to the future rules, right? So when when Marty gets back to the present after the original back to the future, he is bewildered by what is going on. Yeah. Because he does not, it is not the the present he remembers. Yes. Tiny little changes. Tiny little changes have changed his life dramatically. But I'm not even saying like. But but we don't even know if that's the case. The only thing I know is that the terrorist had ruined the world to the point that. Well, but I mean, but even the. the Well, no, he says he says mutants fucked like mutants fucked up the world. Right, but apparently this one is one of the worst, or it's what maybe started that event. But but I don't understand how how killing the terrorist would prevent him from having a child. I'm not saying it prevent him. I'm saying let's say he still meets his wife. Yes. He still gets his freak on with his wife. Yes. They have sex at the exact same time. Yes. Again, if a different sp- sperm hits that egg instead of the exact same sperm sure. that made his daughter yes. hits that egg, a different child will, will come about. Awesome. Because I, d- I did, again, not, did not think we were going to get to this again, conversation. He might not remember his daughter. Like yeah. It might not be a daughter. It might be a son this time. Again. I didn't ask about any of this. <laughs> I asked about is, your feelings about the motivation of the character. But no, but I mean that should that should be part of the motivation. Like he changed the past. He might not come back to a kid. Or if it comes back to a kid, it might not be the kid he remembers. Or even the wife he remembers. And I I understand that. I understand and then, that. And then that, that to me would be motivate would understand the motivation of why he saves Deadpool at all because he doesn't know what he's going back to. He might not be coming back to a kid he remembers. Or a wife he remembers. Or a wife he or remembers. Or he, he definitely is going to be coming back to a world he does not remember. Sure. And that's called a sequel. Which I'm completely fine with. Exactly. I, <laughs> think, I think what Brian was trying to get across is that that makes sense as to why his motivation to save Deadpool at the end uh, made sense. Like he already that's knew. a little reading into it, but yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much they There's thought about it. Time travel is my bag. We know this. I mean, that's so, a, that's a lot a of reading into it. Reading into <laughs> that's a little. Yeah. <laughs> but if I wanted to, like, that's me justifying that because mm-hmm. that that's the one point where I was just like, I went and saved Deadpool. Yeah. That noise. I'm going back to my family, and then I was like, well, I guess because he's not even sure wait, he's going to remember wait, his wait, kid. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You just got on me at the beginning of this, telling me that the plot didn't matter in Deadpool, <laughs> and now you're reading into the no, no, motivations no. of a character that don't exist you, for a plot that doesn't matter? You just asked me to read into the motivations. <laughs> I asked if you were okay with the lack of 
of context of the motivation. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I misconstrued the question. <laughs> Suck it. That might be the best the oh best thing that's happened in a while. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? With We're going through a biology lesson oh <laughs> on the hum- human sexual reproduction. As it is as it is influenced by time travel. By time travel. <laughs> a a uh, paper. <laughs> all I know is if you have sex on the TARDIS, you get a time warp. Um, totes. totes. Um, I don't so want to talk I, about it. Yes, you do. <laughs> I I liked uh, the I I liked that they didn't feed it to us initially. Like you yes. said, it was we know somebody died. You know they were important. They were probably important to him. It didn't. We didn't know it was his kid. It could be anybody's kid. He could have just. He could have been deciding to time travel, and he found that doll right when he did it. Um, also, that time travel scene when he Terminators in. Um, Matt Damon and Alan Tudyk are the dudes on the on the pickup truck. Yeah, I just love that. I love the cameos in this movie. I didn't even realize that. I had to read about that. I, I knew it was Alan Tudyk. I have a very, budget. I have a very keen eye on on Alec. This I love Alan Tudyk. This might be the closest Tudyk, we so. get to to Matt Damon in a superhero movie, just doing these small cameos, right? I hope he continues to do it. Oh, that would be hilarious! If, if have you ever read the theory about the two? Uh, apparently, there are two guys who show up in comic books all the time. They're always drawn the same way, but they show up in different things. Yes, There's yeah. No contact. Could you imagine if Alan Tudyk and Matt Damon were just two guys who showed up from here on out in just movies doing whatever? I'm hoping they replace uh, Stan Lee when he's not able to do this anymore. <laughs> like, they just appear in every movie, There's and you don't know why. They just appear, no context, nothing. Doing different things all the time, and you have no idea why. Seriously, for those of you who don't know the whole the whole like thing behind what we're talking about, look it up. There are two guys. They show up in random comic books all the time. Uh, drawn that like that's right you pour that beverage they, they like seriously mm. same same hair color same you know yeah blonde and, and dark hair yeah just always... just look it up it's kind of creepy it's one of those things that once you once you look at it you can't stop it seeing goes from, it like, everywhere coincidental to like something's up it's like going to wikipedia and reading the entry on everyone who's ever disappeared randomly throughout history yeah. oh god you start to get scared yeah. and so <laughs> like oh god i could disappear now Uh, but it's there's there's fun moments uh i think we're getting close to when we need to wrap this up yes um so like i said there are some people that aren't going to enjoy deadpool and that's fine not every movie's for everybody yes like you said there's some people that like the simpsons but can't stand family guy that's Um, fine that's perfectly okay uh the i the I appreciate that the movie doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. Uh, I think where it, f- it falls flat a little bit is when it does attempt to take itself too seriously. Um, I'm interested to know how much screen time um, uh, Weasel had. Oh, not Weasel. Um, is it Weasel? The His friend. Miller. Yeah. I'd be interested to know how much time we- Miller had in the movie. Before. Before the. Oh, yeah, Tim Miller. Yeah. yeah, before all the scandal about him came out. Yeah. Like, because he was pretty prominent in Deadpool 1. And in yeah. this one, like, half the scenes he's in are not good. Yeah. Like, no, that's TJ Miller. TJ Miller. Yes. TJ Miller. TJ yeah. Miller and Tim Miller are two different people. Tim Miller's the writer. TJ Miller's the, the actor. actor. Right. That's what yeah. I meant. So TJ Miller. Um, I'd be interested to know how much he was in beforehand right yeah like, or if or if that changed at all like if they just really downplayed his role in this movie yeah. i mean because there have been rumors about him on every, pretty much anything he was filming at the time just it was uh no es bueno as they say uh, that's spanish for not very bueno yeah not very bueno correct not very bueno um so i was interested in that i i do i do think he's funny and i love the exchanges that he and uh deadpool have had yeah um, they're always really good uh, I like Blind Al. Blind Al was amazing. Again, another character that like I didn't quite get more of, but it was still really good. <laughs> the uh, fact that there was cocaine. There, the cocaine was next re- to the cure for blindness. He stuffed the cocaine bag in his mask and punched himself in the face. I. It was really. Funny. Oh my god. I, um, um. Oh, uh, one of the things I really appreciate in this movie is the appropriation. So there was two two tracks. One that blatantly is an Iron Man soundtrack song, yes. mm-hmm. and one that is blatantly a Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack song that were featured very prominently in the movie. And I was like, oh, 
That's cute. Because I, mean, I heard that song, and it's the same thing we talked about when we talked about um, Infinity War yeah. previously. As soon as that Rubber Band Man came on, I immediately associated it with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I know when people are playing the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Yeah. Because one song follows another because they are they are now... That's that's the mix. Yeah. Is the Guardians of the Galaxy mix. This song is definitively Guardians of the Galaxy. And I can't remember the name of the song because I tried to look it up on the Deadpool soundtrack and it's not on it. Yeah. Um, probably for good reason. Probably for good reason. But like there's that that level of appropriation and then the fact that the X-Force took the sign the took Panther. the took the Black Panther Wakanda forever. And they go, "Isn't that a little derivative?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're calling ourselves X Force. Isn't that a little derivative? Yeah. <laughs> um, shut up, Black Black Widow. Um, <laughs> shut it, Thanos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, long story short, Deadpool, I think, is is an incredibly funny movie, and it deserves a watch. Like, if you really want to laugh your ass off and you're a comic book fan, you should go see it. Um, but I, I still think very much like the first film really know what you're getting into before you Agreed. before before um, you go see it really know what you're getting I'm, into. I'm interested to watch this one so the only time i've ever watched an entire movie with the director like with the commentary on the entire movie was deadpool one and yeah. it was amazing and it was super fun to listen to yeah just ryan reynolds and the writers shooting the shit shooting while you're the watching shit. the movie yeah. or touching the tish as it were um and sorry george carlin yeah. always makes me laugh uh, and I'm interested to see how it goes with this one. Like yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see their their take their in the moment takes on uh, things that they were doing in the movie because I got a lot out of the first Deadpool when they were just like, see that part where that guy's head exploded? That's why this movie's rated R because we couldn't do that. Yeah. If this was PG-13, <laughs> that's why we made this movie rated. Actually, R. Actually, makes me want to go home and like watch it again with the director. I I recommend it. It's super fun. Yeah, yeah I'm very interested to see how the dynamic uh, is different. Uh, this one being directed by David Leach, uh, the first one being directed by Tim Miller. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very interested to see, uh, to your point, like how the dynamic has changed with Ryan Reynolds taking more of a, a more of a, a lead role. Yeah. In the actual yeah. production of it, but yeah. Uh, in either instance, that is it for us here. Deadpool Two is in theaters. You can go see it. It'll probably be available on uh, iTunes relatively soon, so you can go out see or other media. Starting or to get out, uh, get out there quicker and quicker nowadays. Well, the Avengers: Infinity War one makes sense because they have a movie coming out in a year. So, yeah, uh, being able to get that out immediately is going to be is going to be good. But that's going to be it for us. I'm heading down Planet Side. I'm getting myself a tan, a massage. Catch some waves. I'm going to catch some waves and I'm going to sit back and relax and hope that Galactus doesn't make his way around this this part of the galaxy again. And Galactus, if you're listening, we're not tasty. No, not at all. Uh, just watch out for clouds. It's a Galactus joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> movie universe joke. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, that is it for us. Remember, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Sanctuary One Radio. And of course, you can email us, Sanctuary One Radio at gmail.com. Uh, if you want the chance to be able to ask us questions, if you want us to be able to talk about some certain things on the show, by all means, send us an email so we can go ahead and communicate with you guys. And remember, if you want to support the channel, you can always go to our Patreon page. You can take a look and be a part of our community here at Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, and any support will get you some bonus access to some content, including our June planning meeting, which has uh, some very funny uh and intimate moments that take place <laughs> spiders uh, are involved that's all i'm gonna say uh, anything more than that you can obviously check us out patreon.com forward slash s1 radio um like comment subscribe ask us questions yes uh, if please. we like them enough we'll we'll even discuss them on show we we want those please. most certainly uh but that is going to be it for us guys for uh for props and for side uh and myself uh we'll see you uh do we know where we're going to be next week Let's um, look. Uh, let's let's take a look at Gander. What does the navigational system say? Um, ooh, uh, I say we go uh, where um, nobody knows anybody's name because everybody can look like everybody. Ooh. Are you saying what I think you're saying? I think so. How do I don't, I don't know. You don't, you don't know? I don't know. 
they have. We'll see. We'll, do, I mean, we'll see. Is, we'll see. The chins. All I'm going to say is the, the chins. chins are amazing, and they yeah they're very reminiscent of our uh, of our of, of our big guy of our. Oh, okay. Well, let's punch in those coordinates, and we'll see everybody there. Uh, for everybody else uh, here on the channel, uh, have a good one, and we'll see you guys next time. Toodles. Toodles.